Welcome to Run Your Mouth. I'm your host, David Nelly. I hope you're all staying safe and healthy at home during these crazy times. Uh, our guest this week is Cole Rockold, a 1335 5K runner, graduate of Colorado State University, and newly signed runner to the BAA. This week's episode was actually recorded quite a while ago in January, but for various reasons we weren't able to get it out until now. It should be noted that the podcast was recorded long before coronavirus came to the U.S., hence why you won't hear us talking about that, and also before Cole had gotten surgery for compartment syndrome. So if you're following his journey, you'll notice that we talk about his injury, but we don't talk about the work that he's had done since then. Cole and co-host Pat Gregory got personal and deep with our takes on uh, Twitter discourse and hot takes culture, Uh, but we also covered a lot of fun topics like eggnog miles and the newlywed game. Enjoy the episode, like, follow, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and stay well out there. Thanks so much. to a point where where I, I, I think I enjoy Well, they it. don't let you live in Kentucky if you yeah. don't uh, yeah. keep it's drink the water. water of my people, as they say, as I was told. Yeah, as you were told. <laughs> I <was> baptized in <laughs> Now we're good. All right. Welcome to Run Your Mouth, Long Run Talk for Long Talking Runners. I'm your host, David Melly, uh, and we got a great episode going on today. Very uh, nice... Uh, chill vibes in the these boys' new apartment, but uh, our guest this week is Cole Rockhold. How's it going? Good. Yeah, doing well. I would say uh, welcome, but technically I'm in your house, so uh, yeah. thank you for having me here, I guess is the appropriate. Uh, and then returning co-host, uh, Pat Gregory. How's it going? Good. Yeah, glad to be back for a second time. Yeah, be second, second but not last for sure. Yeah. How's it going, boys? We surviving the cold okay? Yeah, as best as we can. <laughs> I mean, I'm not running too much right now, so it's not too bad. That's, uh, you know, that's the one time it actually is better to be just, like, stuck in a gym grinding it out on the bike is when it's <laughs> yeah. 15 degrees outside. Yeah, definitely glad it's not summer right now. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's um, a minority opinion yeah. for sure. <laughs> Pat, you did a little, a little long run this morning. Yeah, uh, ran 17. Took me two hours. It's my longest run in a long time, probably a couple of years. Um, it was good. It was it was definitely cold, but just, I think, being one of the first colder days that we've had since we've had such a mild winter, it was kind of a shock over the past week, and I've been, uh, been running, logging a lot of miles on the indoor track, so... It was a lot of miles yesterday. The, yeah. Should we talk about the five mile tempo on the indoor track? Uh, yeah, we can talk about that. It was, it was good. I was, I was happy with it. Um, I think I was telling you last night I was almost happier with a tempo on the track than I have been with like several tempos on the on the Harvard tempo loop yeah, to get well, into something a little and, and controversial. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's arguably more honest to run yeah. on the indoor track. Yeah, no it, it, it yeah it felt that way for me. So I was, I mean it was good. And, I thought that it was going to take forever, and we got through like 2K, like the first 10 laps. I was like, 30 laps to go is a lot, and then just like right around that time, they just started clicking off, and it was, it was over before I knew it, so I was definitely a skeptic going in to, of, on Lou's opinion that it's a good thing, <laughs> and uh, more people should do it, but um, I'm feeling pretty okay today. I thought maybe my hips would be a little jacked up, but... Everything, uh, everything feels good. So firing on all yeah. cylinders. Yeah, nice. Colin, you said you'd never run remotely that long on an indoor track before. No, never. We did do. you have an indoor track in college? We, uh, technically yes, but not really. We had a hundred fifty meter, like hand built banked track. It was very nice. old. Yeah, historic field house that uh, was protected under law, like they couldn't tear it down. So. Yeah, we had a... Because it was, like, historical yeah, or something? Yeah, it was, a, like, a historic building, I guess. So, we just had that old track that kind of was never Was it cleaned. wood? Or was no, it... it was, like, a pseudo-track surface. It's, like, a very old one. Just covered in dirt, basically. Did you guys do... 
like ever do workouts on there or did you just mostly do just everything outside yeah it was like kind of our final resort day like <laughs> if it's icy or snowy and we don't we couldn't get access to our indoor practice facility then we'd go there and remember we'd do like 400s and like the fastest you could go on there was like maybe like a 29 28 second 200 and that's like really leaning. those are some tight turns yeah yeah <laughs> oh that's no fun yeah i was always very spoiled growing up because I grew up in boston we didn't we didn't practice on indoor tracks obviously the like the only tracks i'd ever raced on indoors were bu and reggie mm-hmm. and then i went to college and i like didn't even know that flat tracks were a thing <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> and then like everyone everywhere else is like you know it's run on some sort of garbage, like, you know, four-lane, 150-yard <laughs> surface, and I just was like, oh, I didn't even know, tra- they made tracks without banks. <laughs> yeah. Did they, growing up in Missouri, did you have, did you have indoor track, first of all, like, the sport? Uh, no, not really. I mean, you did it on your own for, like, if you wanted to do it in high school, and the closest, like, banked track was the University of Arkansas, I think, for us. Um, KU had a, a flat track that every once in a while we'd go there and race an indoor meet, but we would how, go to like the... How far is Arkansas? Oh gosh, two, three hours? Okay, so not yeah. crazy, but not, not like yeah. a once a week kind of trip. It was definitely a weekend trip that you, you got your buddies that also wanted to race indoors and went down there and uh, kind of just run, ran unattached. So you're a, a relative novice to the uh, 25 lap uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> world. Well, well, we'll convert you soon enough. I definitely, uh, I don't know, it, Pat probably experienced this in college, but I, I can't do long volumes of workouts on an indoor track, but I'll always prefer doing endless laps around an indoor track over running on a treadmill. Like I'll run for an hour easy mm-hmm. around a track rather than do... 10 minutes on a treadmill I can't stay on treadmills but uh yeah that's that's just one man's opinion <laughs> yeah I really don't mind treadmills that much I don't think really yeah I could just throw music on and then just kind of stare at the wall yeah, I, yeah. yeah I like practice visualization when I do it too kind of picture myself in like races yeah now I'm going like 645 pace but. Yeah, I guess maybe part of it is that I'm just such a, like, a social creature when it comes to running generally, that, like, I really hate running alone, like, I need outside stimulus to distract myself from okay. yeah. my own brain, <laughs> um, which is why I've, like, been, knock on wood, been very fortunate to not ever have significant injury woes, because I think that would be very hard for me to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm mentally soft when it comes to stuff like that. <laughs> So you've been in Boston for uh, six months? No, no, not even no, like three months now. Yeah, about three months. All right. So you've been. So you've lived in Boston. You've lived in Colorado, mm-hmm. and you've lived in Missouri. Yep. Where in Missouri? Kansas City. Kansas City. Yep. Uh, so have you lit? That's only three places you've lived. Yeah, only three places. All right. Collins, Kansas City, Boston. Running wise, what's your what's your favorite place to to uh, be a runner? To be a runner. Um, I feel like I haven't even really been a runner here. Oh, that's fair, yeah. So, I mean, a little bit of, like, skewed question, but Fort Collins for me, just because a lot of, like, dirt trails, very uh, expansive trail system. You could drive 10 minutes, get out of the city, and just on, like, an old dirt road that goes on for miles. I thought that was pretty cool. So. That's fair. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, make you a convert on Boston running one of these yeah. days. Once I actually get training, I'm sure I'll enjoy it. <laughs> what made you choose uh, choose BAA as home? Uh, yeah, so one of really the only groups I kind of chatted with and just worked out. I was able to get in uh, a visit with Jacob, and I met him, Mike, Paul, uh kind of the BAA staff, I guess, in the office, and didn't meet Connor or Pat while I was out here. I don't know where they were, but... I was at home. I was, at home. You were I was at home. visiting home. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and I don't think Connor lived here yet. Yeah, so, yeah I'm trying to remember. I, 
Remember you haven't visited, but I wasn't around when you visited yeah. either, so it was it's been some weird time. Yeah, sometime was, in August, I think, yeah. like late August. Yeah, so I just, yeah, I, I kind of didn't know what to expect with Boston. I'd never been to the East Coast at all, so that little weekend was kind of my first taste of it, and it was not what I expected at all. Like It was, it was not what you expected. No, what were you expecting? I, I, I was expecting like a city vibe. And I feel like it doesn't, like, it's like a small town, big city, I guess. Yeah, some of. people say. There's I get a, a little lot defensive of, of Boston in that <laughs> sense. But yeah. I guess if you're looking at it as a good thing, um, yeah. it's definitely, yeah, it's, it's a manageable city. It is, yeah. yeah. Like, I what, never did I feel like I would be overwhelmed here. Yeah. So, I guess that was a plus. And then, worked out that I was able to, or these guys were moving down here, and... I was able to snag a room and live with some cool guys. Who's the uh, Who's the messy roommate of the the four of you? Oh man, Jeez. I don't know. Everyone's pretty clean. I think I'm. I can be messy at times. I go in streaks. Yeah. I'm a streaky, messy kind of guy. I would say by far Jacob is the cleanest. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, he's definitely the cleanest. Uh, I would say the next three is just kind of like. Yeah, pretty we're, we're all like we're, we're all not, very similar. Yeah, we're not yeah. super messy, but we're not like like sometimes things yeah. will be really clean all throughout the house, and then I mm-hmm. feel like some like my room right now is a total wreck. Yeah, and Connor's room will sometimes be a total wreck. Mm-hmm. Which and then other days it'll be like as long as you keep it in your room. It's yeah, not that bad. yeah. Have you learned any weird idiosyncrasies about each other since uh, living together? This might be a better question for you. I feel like I've known everyone for so long. Yeah, yeah I lived with Connor in in, uh, in college and have known Jacob for so long that it, yeah, maybe, I just take them for granted. Yeah, maybe you know these idiosyncrasies. <laughs> I I really don't. Like I haven't I haven't noticed anything. Everyone's super like, normal. Yeah, that's like like wait, that's weird or <laughs> hey, that's annoying. But no, I haven't really noticed anything. Pat doesn't spend an hour in the bathroom on his hair, you know. <laughs> no. Pretty, what What was your first impression of Pat? Yes, that sometimes on the pod, the, oh, the first impressions. Uh, he just seemed like a good dude, I guess. I mean, he had his nice beard, I think, mm-hmm. and the glasses. Yeah. Yeah, so a like, big beard when you moved in. Yeah. Uh, no, he seemed really nice. I mean, can I you, can you grow facial hair? Uh, I mean, I I do. It's just not good. <laughs> <laughs> it's very patchy. Um, well, it's very light too. Very so I feel yeah, like, it's... like a reddish blonde. Um, but that's always that's have, n- nice if it is patchy because like you can't really tell. Yeah, you can't really see it at all. So yeah, silver linings. <laughs> yeah, mostly I just shave because it just looks bad if I go more than like three or four days with it. That's fair. Yeah, Pat, what was your first impression of Cole? Um, I remember thinking you had you had a good sense of style. Ooh. Came in, brought in the. These these jeans fit very well right now. Yeah, I'm thank you. I actually the... tapered them myself. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna, gonna get into that. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna. Well, I was about to bring that up. I was yeah. gonna say like the sewing machine was one of the first things that came up into the room, and so that yeah. was probably my first impression. Um, it's like this guy sews. Mm-hmm. So where does the sewing come from? Uh, yeah. So my mom got really big into sewing, <clears throat> probably like three or four years ago, and she mainly does quilting. Okay. But do you do quilting? I do not. No, I haven't ever had the need to. Cause she like she'll make like probably fifty quilts a year. Like just goes insane on it. Good for <laughs> and, her. Yeah, and just like for almost no reason really. Cause just cause she likes it. Like they're not for anybody or like. I mean, I have five quilts that she made me, so, like, I don't need to I, make I do that own. with baking. It's, like, sometimes I'll just, like, you know, I'm not, I'll am not. i bake for a thing, but oftentimes yeah. I'll just bake because I want to bake. Yeah I, yeah, I understand that. Yeah, yeah. so it, it's more of, like, a therapeutic thing for her, I guess. Yeah. Nice. So what, so what got you into yeah, just following I, her lead? Uh, it was, like, almost a year ago now. She, uh, or I guess over a year ago now. I was at home for Christmas break. And she had, like, three old sewing machines in the basement. I was like, oh, like, are these up for grabs? And she was like, yeah, do you want one? And I was like, yeah, I'll, like, try it out for the week I'm home. And I just started sewing, like, a couple shirts together and stuff. Like, very poorly done, but just kind of 
getting the hang of it. Yeah, getting the hang of it, and uh, I kind of enjoyed it. It was like very fun, like a nice creative outlet outside of running. So yeah, yeah I just brought the machine back with me to school and kind of took off from there. What uh, what is the most like? What's the coolest thing you've ever made, sewed? Oh, um, either made or embellished. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. I'm working on a jacket right now. That's probably the will end up being the coolest thing I've made. Um, for now, it's just like I nothing too crazy. Just like sewn some shirts together. I'm actually wearing one underneath this, but uh, kind of tapered some jeans for myself what's the, what's the jacket deal is it, is it like a denim jacket that you're like, it's a uh, wool wool yeah all right so what I did bought, you do to it so i bought a like just fabric just like wool mm-hmm. that i really like the pattern of and we had an old blanket and i used the blanket for like a liner inside of it it was like a, a it was a wool blanket mm-hmm. and to make it warm and then yeah i just kind of found an old collared shirt that i liked and kind of cut the measurements of that into some cardboard and then made the the pattern and yeah just went with it watching a lot of youtube videos trying to figure out how to make it that's pretty sweet yeah i feel like we all i i feel like pat understands this very much as well that i think creative people especially if you have like a job and or are running a lot or if running a lot is your job, yeah. <laughs> uh, like you definitely need that mm-hmm. outlet of like some something to do. Like I, I remember when I went to college. Um, well, I'd always done art in high school, and I like took I took AP art and everything, and like enjoyed it, but like never really thought, never really thought much of the fact that I enjoyed it. And then I went to college, and I realized that like I like not necessarily specifically art, but just, like, I missed having, like, a creative thing. Mm. And, like, I ended up, long story short, I ended up getting a creative writing minor because I just, like, took a bunch of writing classes because I was just, like, I like having a thing to do, you know? I understand. (laughs) And and obviously Patrick over here is very passionate about his his literary career. Yeah, writing. Um, But but I would imagine not putting words in your mouth that you feel Mm -hmm. very similarly about... Yeah, yeah. I always think. I mean, I think the the analogy of, of of the sewing making the jacket is is actually a really good one to like see something that was a bolt of fabric become something, you know, something else completely just because of the work that you've done on it. I feel I feel like really similar about kind of the process of writing, making something um, just out of nothing. Just um, I don't know. So yeah, it's it's yeah. definitely something that I like to do and kind of takes your mind off of other things and it's, it's a different kind of like, different kind of work I think than than you know running or or something else yeah and I've noticed Pat like <clears throat> kind of back to the first impressions I was like he's very articulate and like sound like comes off as very intelligent and I think <laughs> that's because of like the way or like just the I guess amount of reading he does and writing mm-hmm. and I remember he <laughs> I showed, showed them some YouTube videos. It's uh, not cool anymore, but the Trapped in the Closet series <laughs> by yeah, R. Kelly. On, yeah. <laughs> not cool anymore, but it's uh, just a crazy character flow in there. And I remember he, uh, what was that chart you made? Oh, the Dude. one, yeah, the one that I made of all of our friends. Yep. Yeah, yeah, we don't have to go beyond that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, I was like, "Wow, that's like, funny." He's <laughs> like, "Although we made, we made those in, school, but, like, in college a lot." <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'd never seen one before. I was like, "Oh, that's it's yeah. hilarious." Character flowchart. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Let's go with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do think actually one of the things I feel like I really drew me to Pat when we first met is like, I think if you are. A writer and particularly a certain kind of writer um you having like a very humanist perspective on um things i think makes you very like i i remember i was talking to one of my uh friends in college once um who is a physics major mm. and is very like into kind of like capital s science and he once said um like you know I saw this quote and it just like meant so much to me and it's like 
you know, uh, like stupid people talk about people, smart people talk about ideas. And I was like, I couldn't disagree with that more. I think people are the most fascinating objects of investigation of, and like, and again, like I think this got like, not to get all meta with it, but I think the podcast (laughs) is kind of like an extension of that where it's like, I think it's, I think people like getting into understanding a person and who they are and what makes them tick and what different pieces came together to make them the person that they are is like the most interesting nuanced thing. And I, and I feel like when I first met Pat, like that was definitely something that I picked up on him is he's a very, um, like observant person about the way that like the people around him interact, Mm -hmm. which I always feel like gets, can get like, um, you know, misrepresented as being like, no, like nosy or like, or like voyeuristic, but it's like, I, I think it's just like, just observant. Yeah. It's a super interesting part of life that people don't necessarily, people take for granted, I guess is the way I would think about it. Yeah. I definitely have felt, have felt a little voyeuristic at times (laughs) the past few months. If you, uh, if you had to compare Cole to a literary character, who would you, uh, who would you assign him to? Um, maybe, maybe Holden Caulfield. Interesting. (laughs) Because that's what David said for me. He can't abide by phonies. (laughs) Never. Yeah. Yeah. Who's that? Uh, Catcher in the Rye. Yeah. He's like very, um, the quintessence of like male adolescence and like being disenchanted with the system (laughs) okay saying fuck the man yeah well i imagine like the the red hunting hat as kind of a the the hat that he wears is almost um almost in a sense like reminds me of of kind of you know i think you have a bit of an interesting wardrobe and sometimes it (laughs) yeah sometimes it you know it is a representation or some a symbol of of, of what I think of when I think of Cole. It's the, it's the wardrobe. Interesting. Yeah. I was actually going to go in a totally different direction. Yeah. And this is a uh, film reference, not a okay. literary reference. But I feel like you have very, you have very heavy, like, the dude energy. <laughs> the dude and, I was, energy. and I was thinking, I actually was thinking about, like, vibes. what are, what are <laughs> yeah, some of the things I want to ask Cole. And one of the things I thought of was, I was like, I feel that, I feel that you're a very generally speaking even keel person oh yeah um and i wanted to know like what like what gets you riled up like what what do you get passionate about and heated about uh as far as like getting heated about things i mean not a lot do you have like a pet peeve or like a a strong opinion that like drives you crazy when people disagree with you a sports (laughs) team (laughs) no i mean I'm very much, like, open to other people's opinions, and I understand that everyone thinks very differently, and especially, like, with today's day and age on, like, social media, like, Twitter especially, like, everyone's trying to make a very hard point or, like, a hard statement uh, and, like, represent a stance, and I'm just like, what? Like, I... I guess that would be my pet peeve. Like, that's what, like, annoys me is everyone trying to be, like different but like to an extreme level i guess hot yeah. hot takes culture yeah is like, yeah the hot takes like, and I, again i'm a full i'm i'm a full participant and like i have never <laughs> yeah. shied away from letting the world know what i think of something but like well i mean and that's what it's for though yeah like but i think like, to like spread your ideas but i guess just to a yeah. a certain point like yours are mostly like funny hot takes <laughs> like <laughs> well i you know i yeah, I I always feel like if you, uh, um, if you couch your own you know, opinions in like six layers of like irony, then like people <laughs> can't ever like pin you down to them. So yeah, um, it is, it is. Fr- I don't know. It's funny because it's like, not to not to, even outside of the realm of political the political world, like you can mm-hmm. make the running world thing. It's like any little thing happens and like everybody's got to sound off on it and I, yeah. and I feel myself getting that pull too of like oh I have to 
this thing happened and I have even if it's just making a joke on it it's like why do I yeah. why do I have to make my voice heard on this yeah. at all <laughs> like I have to let people know that I know about it or yeah and yeah. it's and it's there is the thing where you're like you can just you can just live your life and yeah. actually not like yeah. <laughs> you know constantly have an opinion on everything and that's okay yeah you um, have to filter some things yeah know? and I think that there's you know it's a balancing act too because I think people use that as a crutch to disengage Mm -hmm. which i think is like not true like i think it's on issues that are important and warrant discussion and you and and people should be weighing in on Mm -hmm. and talking about like it's i would actually say it's very frustrating and annoying when people are kind of like oh i actually don't care about this like i'm busy living my life and you're like no you should for certain things it's like you should have a you should have an opinion (laughs) because it's important um but there's definitely the the you know internet has caused us all to think that we have to weigh in on every meme or news article or and then on the flip side of that there are so many voices um that you can kind of be caught up in reading your own opinions over and over again and and there's a breakdown there's a breakdown of discourse at that point or like a breakdown in the discussion um because it is just it can be just such a, a loop of of people expressing either the same opinion and unwilling to listen to a different mm. opinion or you know on either side of that so yeah. it's like every everyone expressing their opinion and no one taking them seriously or people withholding an opinion because yeah. they're afraid of how it will come off or something like that yeah. because there's not a lot of space for discussion and you control like who you follow who you see so mm-hmm. you could just get like one view all the time if you wanted really oh absolutely and yeah but one of my kind of things that I enjoy doing is looking at controversial tweets or like just like kind of political ones and I just scroll through the comments for like like it's like its own Twitter feed yeah it's such a hard see like yeah. what other people are saying on this yeah and it's hard to tell it's really hard it really is hard to parse the information about yeah. what you're reading at, well, like, at this point There's it's so, so much funny because like I, so well I don't care <laughs> so my my aunt's boyfriend is like very conservative and like really loves Donald Trump and okay. like yeah. aside from all the other reasons why that's like maybe problematic um one of the fascinating things is that like we're Facebook friends and he just has such a different perception of the world than I do because I live in this yeah. live and choose to exist in this liberal bubble of people having pretty similar takes and pretty mm-hmm. similar views on things. And, like, he'll post something where it's just, like, Trump winning again. Like, the economy's great. Like, everything's yeah. going well. And you're, like, you like you don't wake up in every morning and are just, like, we live in this nightmare hellscape where Australia is burning <laughs> and we're all going to die. And that's, like, setting aside, like, whether, like, I'm right and you're wrong, just mm-hmm. the fact that, like, the way you perceive the world yeah. is so different. Yeah, the response like to these things is fascinating. So much different. Yeah. I think it's important, though, to see that viewpoint. Because, I mean, as you mentioned, your liberal bubble, like, it's nice to know. I guess, maybe not nice, I guess, it depends on how you look at it. But it's, like, interesting, at least, to know that other people are like, oh, yeah, like, everything's fine. Yeah. Like, this yeah. is. Well, and that's why totally I think, like, like, we were actually talking about this last night where. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Pat, so Pat got off Instagram, everyone, audience. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and, I don't think it's a noble thing. I want to go ahead and say Yeah. But, it, but it, <laughs> just, there's part of, just for yourself. Yeah, yeah. There's part of me, and even we can take the politics out of it and even just talk about like the running world where it's like, there's part of me that's like social media, like, it's, you know, it's performative and it, you know, oh, yeah. t- warps your perception of the world and you're constantly thinking about what other people are doing and not living in the moment, blah, 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 all that stuff. But at the same time, I do feel like I'm, I'm, I find myself being a defender of social media a lot of the time because I do think it is a, like an amazing way to bring people together and to expose people to things that they wouldn't otherwise be exposed to. And like, you can think about it in the running sense of like, you know, it actually, like it is, we've seen all these people that sort of like, you know, are not, frankly it's like are not like meddling at worlds or like anything like that Mm -hmm. but have these huge followings because they have 
been very open about their like particular running journey and that's like and it, like you know and inspired people and you know gotten people more into the sport and that's such a positive thing and even those people that you're kind of like you know not to name names but like you know the the eye rolly people yeah. where you're like <laughs> stop fucking posting <laughs> like those people are doing a you know like a net good thing in terms yeah. of like building this community and building this sense of like you know welcome to my world and and you know even again like kind of to go super macro with it like i think like a big well it's like turning into a podcast about me and not cool <laughs> like, yeah. enjoying the but conversation like, yeah i i have always said like a big part of um like what gay got me comfortable with being gay is being on tumblr in high school and okay. being exposed to a lot of young gay people that i wouldn't have otherwise met yeah and like stuff like that and you and you know again like i grew up in a super liberal area or whatever but it's like if you're a kid from like middle of nowhere like conservative town and like you're a little gay kid and like if you don't have the internet like you don't have any like you don't have any way of seeing that like the world is like loving and valid and diverse for like people like you and like you know or even like you know, like, I, like, grew up in a very, like, predominantly, like, white, upper-middle-class community, and hearing, you know, re I, I feel like I've learned so much more about, like, you know, like, issues that affect people of color and stuff like that, but this is so, this is, like, so not run your mouth, like, yeah. getting very, like, sincere <laughs> and serious, but yeah, it's, like, it's a good thing to have, like, the access to those voices for all the bad shit that, like, social media brings with it. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. It's, it's positive if you have a positive outlook on it. Yeah. How do we connect this back to running and <laughs> bullshit? I don't know. It is. You have, you have like, internet. for That's, that's like, the running thing, too. It's, like, yeah. the number of people in, like, the running world that, like, we follow each other on social media, but, like, I'll, I'll meet them. Connor Clark, you guys' roommate. Yeah. yeah. Like, we were... We've talked about this one time where we're like, I feel like we've been friends for like three years and this is our first time meeting, which yeah. is strange, but that's the world that we live in now. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I followed you like before I met you on yeah. Twitter because obviously we had that connection with Coach Zeb. Oh, yeah. But, uh, I think he actually was like, hey, you should follow uh, this guy, David Mellor, on Twitter. He's like, <laughs> Zeb, the he's ultimate like pretty funny. <laughs> I was like, it's like, okay, yeah, if you know him, like, I. Every once in a while, I'd see, like, a tweet pop up, kind of, oh, so-and-so follows, so-and-so yeah, likes, yeah. you know? I'm like, hey, this guy is pretty funny, so... I mean, I, I always enjoy, like, a nice running-related oh, yeah. comedy tweet. Yeah. It is... Yeah, it's so funny, the, the weird the weird smallness of the world is, like... Yeah. And and, and for the listener, my, my coach, Zeb, who was my coach in college but moved to Colorado, uh, was an assistant at Colorado State, where Cole ran, yeah. so... We had that connection yep. um, beforehand, but yeah, it's uh, you got out, you got out of the, uh, out of the question of what riles you up. You didn't even. Oh uh, yeah. Answer uh, correctly. Well, I kind of did with the the hot the hot takes. The hot takes. The, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The breakdown uh, of discourse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you have yeah. Do you have any very ir irrational pet peeves, like things that just like super minor things oh, even man. that just super bother you, but. Um, yeah, so, <laughs> my boy Trent, I lived with him for four years, one of my best friends. Put him on yeah. blast. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, the smallest thing, right? But I noticed it one day, and I couldn't ever, like, not notice it again. Mm. And we'd always, like, eat around each other in our house, and he would hit his teeth with his fork. Mm. And, like, and, like... Like slide it, God. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's so it bad. sounds bad, but like, oh, I noticed it one day, and then, like, anytime he brought in food, like, we had to like go in shifts because we had a very small kitchen. So if I like had already eaten, and he's like bringing his food in, we we're watching like TV. It was like volume all the way up, so I couldn't hear like just the teeth oh. on metal slide. Yeah. And he did it like no matter what he ate. Just... It's one of those things where once you one of my teammates in college. Uh, he would whistle while running, 
like a very under his breath, like almost was breathing, but wasn't quite. It was just this like, like low grade, like, yeah, <laughs> but like for the whole run. Jeez. And it was like, I, I felt bad because like there would be times I'm like, I literally can't run near you because this is infuriating. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I know you're not doing it on purpose. Like yeah. you're not doing it to annoy me, but do you have any, do you have any running pet peeves? Either of you? That's, that's a big, uh, uh, I just expect yeah. other people to know what I'm going to be doing while I'm running. So, like, when I'm running with a group of people, I'm pretty, like, uh, I'm pretty aggressive with traffic, and I think you are too, David. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> and, so when, and so I feel like people should always be on the same page, and it's I just assume that they are, and I'm like, we should just go. Get like, frustrated. We could have made it four or five times. Yeah. We should just cross the street or whatever it is. And, um, yeah, I think Jake and I talked about this when we were on the podcast, but we've been running together so long that we're very much in sync. Yeah. We don't have to talk about it. We just mm. are like doing the same things at the same time. And now that we're running with all these new people all the time, we're like running into people all yeah. the time. And that's uh, always, I feel like I have a lot of things that other people hate about running. <laughs> like I'm kind of a half stepper. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty like not spatially aware. So I like <laughs> bump into people while running a lot. Yeah. Like, I was going to say when people bump into me, even if it's like totally um, forgivable it like just any time I'm like it bothers me yeah and Pat, as Pat knows all too well like I'm definitely <laughs> this is maybe not even a running thing but just a David in life thing but like there will be times that I'll catch myself on runs so I'll be like has anyone else talked on this run or has it just been me the whole time oh gosh yeah. oh, I don't mind that as much <laughs> I also poor poor Jeff uh, Jeff Silas will always like we do like a lot of workouts together and we work out really well together but um, there's definitely things like for like you have to build in me being five minutes late I'm very slow about drills like I'm very I say deliberate but also like inefficient is another <laughs> word for it <laughs> so like you always have to build in me like starting the workout five minutes after we said we we're gonna start the workout um, and then, like, I also will very frequently, I'm a big, like, take the first rep out a little fast. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I think I'm the source of a lot of other people's pet peeves. But I think, yeah, once you get to know somebody's kind of running, like, you're constantly late or, like, you Your like to rip. Yeah, 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 like, you like to rip the first rep or something, like, you can kind of offset that by knowing, like, taking your time before the, the workout or taking the lead on the first one because David <laughs> likes to rip it, you know? Like, yeah. you I know, I know by now, I'm convinced, um, and he l- listens to the podcast, so we'll have a conversation <laughs> about this two weeks from now, but Zeb gives me times workout splits with the expectation that I'm going to run faster than those <laughs> The same way that my dad will tell my mom we're leaving at 8 if he wants to leave by 9 for a oh, road yeah. trip. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, there's definitely a bit of a... Um, and I'm sure Randy does that to Lewis when yeah. you, when you guys work out too, yeah. because there's no way that you know that there's a expectation going in that like, you're going to run a little faster than yeah. whatever is prescribed. Yeah. Yeah. Randy is very conservative for the most part with the paces and then knowing that Lewis yeah. is going <laughs> to, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll work it down a little bit Yeah, or a lot sometimes. Mm-hmm. Depends. You got you. You've got a, a new coach, a new sheriff in town with uh, the BAA boys. Yeah, how's that going so far? Uh, I mean, he seems like a great guy. I actually haven't spent like much time with Coach Mark. This guy's yeah. popped out to Flagstaff. As yeah, soon as, uh, he, he got here early December. Um, I wasn't running too much, so like, yeah, I haven't spent really much time with him. And then I left to kind of mid to late December to go home for Christmas and they all went to flag and yeah, I haven't spent much time with him. But I mean, from the the time I have, he seems like a really great guy. Uh, seems like he's going to be a great fit. Very on top of things as far as helping me get the treatments and uh, treatments that I need and getting in to see people that he deems beneficial. So, well, that's always that's a good sign of a good coach. Is I think how a coach handles an injury, yeah, is very it speaks a lot. And I think like the at the risk of oversimplifying, it's like you can be frustrated about what you can't do, 
or proactive about what you can do. Agreed. And like a good coach is always thinking about like what what are the things that we can do that will move us forward versus like being annoyed about like how soon can we get back to running or yeah. like can you handle this? Oh, you can't. Oh, like you know. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a that's a good sign for sure. Agreed. All right, before we start our, our little game, we we have a couple like recurring questions that we we ask a lot, which I haven't some of them I haven't asked in a while. So we can this is like a yeah, new year okay. new new year old me um, <laughs> kind of vibe. But uh, what is, how many siblings do you have? Uh, just the one. I have an older sister. Older sister. Yeah, she's about three years older. Does she, does she sew as well? She does not. That's a that's an interesting gender thing. Um, yeah. 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 That's actually before I move on like. The sewing thing, like, do you, do you have thoughts on the fact that that is generally a gendered activity? Um, I don't, <laughs> no, not really. I mean, like, I think Lou asked me last night, like, oh, are you a seamstress? <laughs> like, to me, that just seemed, like, I think that's, like, a feminine word. Yeah, seamster, there's no, yeah. there's no word for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, so, no, like, I, I don't think that really matters. I think it's cool that I sew. Honestly, I feel like that's one of those things up. that I was going to say, that, <laughs> that's like a, you know, not to, you know, make assumptions about your dating life, but that's like a good, like, Tinder bio fun fact, like, yeah, it impresses I, the ladies, be like, oh yeah, I'm I super can, into sewing. I can like, fix your clothes. Yeah. yeah. It's a good, like, you know, balance out the, you know, people always say, like, you want, like, a combination of masculine and feminine qualities, and mm-hmm. so... And, you know, good with your hands. That's always useful. Like, help out around the house. That kind of, of deal. Yeah, of course. Nice. Uh, what was the first car you drove? Oh, a 1999 Ford Taurus. Oh, It was about nice. a walk long. <laughs> built like a tank. But it ran. Ford uh, Taurus. Uh, was, that was one of my parents' cars when I was, was a kid. Oh, nice. A 95 Civic and a, actually probably like 97 or 98 um, Ford yeah. Taurus. Yeah, so you know the body type I'm talking about. Yeah, just... really lived up to the, the fix or repair daily um, oh my goodness, <laughs> moniker. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, what is uh, ooh, what is your gimmick mile? So, you know, there's like the beer mile, uh-huh. blue jean mile. We were talking about last night about the Andre 3000. Okay. Like if you're yeah. starting a new fad mile, what are you going to hype up? Oh, man. If I'm starting one? I don't know about starting one, but back in the day, me and my high school buddies, we would always do an eggnog mile, okay. like right before Christmas, and we got it like pretty like big, which where we'd have... I've done chocolate milk, but eggnog sounds pretty disgusting. Oh yeah, it's super <laughs> thick, super thick. We would, uh, at one point we probably had 50 people there, uh, 25-ish running, the rest just watching. We got a, a local dairy sponsorship where they gave us like five cases of eggnog. So we had like a hundred like hundred quarts of eggnog to to give to the, the people racing or the spectators to take home. <laughs> and yeah, it was it was really fun. Um, I only did it a handful of times. We did it probably for six years, but I only did it maybe three times, just because. What was your, it, it was your sucks. I was not personal good. best? Yeah. No, I was not good at like 640 maybe. Like we had a, a guy break five with wow. the eggnog mile. He was lactose intolerant. He like went oh, to no. the, the drain <laughs> on the like outside of the track and just puked it all up as soon as he was done. I think everybody's just crying. I think everybody's <laughs> lactose intolerant if they drink four glasses of eggnog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it was always fun because like the times I wouldn't run, I would be on splash camera. So, oh, like, yeah. I would just follow the people that are just, like, having a rough time. I believe it. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, Pat, you got a, you got any good gimmicks uh, for the for the mile? No, I don't. I did a chocolate milk mile once. I've never done a beer mile. Um, I've never done a blue jean mile. I've never done a lot of that stuff. Um, First time for everything? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the Andre 3000 or something like that will be my, my chance to get out there and, and start shining, I guess, at these things. I was not very good at the chocolate milk mile. I can't drink. I, I found I'm not good at drinking quickly. So, yeah, yeah I'm good. not very good at, at drinking. The beer mile especially, I get, I get very full off beer in general. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and the beer mile, like, I'll hit two beers, and I, I'm just, like, 
it's not even like a drunk thing. It's just like uh, yeah. my, my stomach's full. Yeah. yeah, and like for better or worse, I'm just like so competitive, even with like stuff like that, that I either have to like try to win really hard and then it's no fun <laughs> or like i can't take it seriously at so all you have to and completely then, phone it in and then yeah. everyone is like oh you're not trying and that's not fun either like yeah i don't know so it's tough it's a tough place to be it's tough to be a, a competitive person sometimes oh yeah when it comes to things <laughs> what's your what's your half tights versus shorts policy oh god i don't know if i have a policy what do you what do you race them usually oh short shorts short shorts yeah split shorts do you uh do you have like a do you ever wear half tights I guess is the question. I have um, I I run a mile in half tights and eight hundred in half tights. I feel like it's more of a a speed thing. This is how I feel. That's yeah. I'm a big like, you know, half tights for the for the short stuff. Although I did wear half tights for my marathon, so yeah, that's, that was more of a chafing thing than anything <laughs> else. Yeah. yeah, I'd say I'm more comfortable in split shorts though. That's fair. Although they gotta. I'm, I'm putting Adidas on blast now. They gotta get you guys some shorter racing shorts. The BAA, last season's BAA had yeah. like, you guys had like down to your knees short shorts. Like, like can't even shorts. call them that. Yeah. yeah. So, Adidas, if you're listening, <laughs> let's see some one inch splits, baby. We, we oh, need yeah. to step up your game. The shorter, the better when you're racing. Oh, yeah. All right. So, the game we got going, um, because you guys are uh, new ish roommates. Um, similar to the first impressions thing. Uh, you guys are familiar with the newlyweds game at all? Yeah, I am familiar with it. All right, so we we're gonna. I got a couple newlyweds game questions for you guys. Um, oh, we'll start off easy. Um, did, I might have played the same thing with you and Jacob. No, I was, I was trying to remember, and I. I don't think so. All right, we did something I don't else. What we did. All right, so uh, Cole, what is Pat's favorite color? We're gonna start off eat oh. simple and then go. I would say green. Bingo. No. There you go. Cool. <laughs> Pat, how does Cole take his coffee? Black. Yep. Oh wow, we're off to a good start <laughs> so far. This is great. Um what is uh Pat's favorite type of music? Ooh, uh, man, I don't even know how to say Um, I'm gonna go folk. Yeah, folk. Folk, folk slash more. like country. Yeah, yeah I like, like country. Music I would have said country probably. Yeah. yeah, I like a lot of different kinds of music though. Yeah, I feel like he listens to a lot of kind of older stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. a lot That's of fair. blues. And... Yeah, yeah. Um, Pat, what is Cole's favorite race distance? Three thousand. Yeah, bingo. Is <laughs> right it there? Yeah. Dude, I love me some three yeah. yeah. I'm with you on that for sure. Too yeah. soft for the long distance. Too slow for the short distance. That's where yeah, it's at. Yeah, no. Three K is just like that. Three K is where it's at. Yeah. Um, Cole, what does Pat look for in a lady, or significant oh, other? I don't want to assume. You know, <laughs> lady. We talking like the one thing or like <laughs> what's something or like something? What's something that's important to, to something Pat? that's important to him? This is a good question. I, this might uh, fair warning, Pat. Gosh. This might go back to you. Yeah. Okay. Like a uh, a certain level of like intelligence slash like not like no drama. I would say. Pat, I don't. I think that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Not really one thing, you know, it's... Yeah, it's, well, yeah, it's not one thing. Com- but... com- yeah. It's, it's the right combination of the right things. See, the, I feel yeah. like... I feel like, Pat, <laughs> I feel like Pat might appreciate a little drama. I don't know about that. I, I kind of enjoy it. Yeah. I, I feel bad about it sometimes. I feel like you might like some secondhand drama um, in your life. I like to be like there nothing for crazy. It. Yeah. yeah. I like to be there for it up to a certain point. Not a part of it, just like... Yeah. Yeah. Pat, what does uh, Cole enjoy in a significant other? Oh, I was gonna say I was gonna make a joke and say someone who who needs their clothes mended a lot. <laughs> so her, her, my perfect girl, shitty wardrobe. She has, yeah. No, just like she, Somebody. just like she has well, like her jeans are well worn. 
They've been like, yeah. they've been loved. And she they has, might need a patch. She has those like, uh, like American Eagle like pre-made holes and cold fixes <laughs> on the hole. Like, no, you don't no, want I, these. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want the wind getting in. No, I appreciate that. Like, actually, well-worn jeans, not like the good wardrobe. Yeah, not yeah. the pre-ripped. No, yeah, pre-ripped, pre-ripped pre-stained jeans. Like you actually wore them. Like, they have character. Yeah, I like a girl with a nice sense of style. A girl with character. Yeah. 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 What's a what's a nice sense of style? What's the uh, I would just say ooh that's a it's a hard question, but I would just say question. somebody who isn't like just your cookie cutter like wearing the same thing because it's in kind of deal. If so, you if you guys were a girl, I think do you think about this all the time? I think about this all the time. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a girl, like what would your like vibe be yeah. like style wise? Oh, style wise. Oh, if I was a girl. I don't know. I think I could get away with like some high waisted jeans pretty well. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know though. See, I try to like, I try to be like, almost vanilla, but in a new in a new way. Because <laughs> I I don't know. Like I've been in these situations where I feel like I'm in the twilight zone, where I look around in a coffee shop and every like white guy I see is wearing the exact same thing. Oh, yeah. And then if I'm also wearing that, yeah. I'm like, oh god. Like I'm just another one of these guys. So then I'm like, oh, but if I wear like kind of baggy khaki pants like my dad might have worn in 1992, <laughs> yeah, maybe that's a little bit better, but still kind of in, you know? Yeah, I'm yeah. not trying to stick you out. You walk but... into a place and you're like, damn it, there's three other guys wearing a jean jacket. Like, <laughs> yeah, it just kind of yeah. sucks. That's well, definitely it's it's hard because it's like, I feel like how do I do my own thing, you know? But also and be a hipster, but, but also not really you, be one. It's yeah. hard. <laughs> I feel like I don't, I feel like I like, I like, dre- like, dressing in a way that, like, catches people's attention, but I also don't yeah. in- intrinsically have, you know, the, there's, there's those people that just, like, very yeah. naturally have, like, a, they're just cool. Yeah. Like, they yeah. just walk in the room and anything they wear You're like, you look would good. be cool. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't Definitely think I don't have, have that, that no. instinctively, so it's like, so I try to balance being, like, a little basic. Because, like, I know I can't pull off exactly. a lot of stuff. And, like, yeah. I feel very similarly. Yeah. Although, I feel like if I was a girl, I would really... I want to be one of those girls who dresses, like, really badass. Yeah. Like, scary, like, boots and, like, a boots. leather jacket. Yeah, like, like edgy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Edgy. Not edgy. Like, I don't know if I would, like, dye my hair yeah. crazy colors, but just, like... Yeah, would you like, wear a choker? Uh, oh, dude. I, don't know about a choker. I would wear the... I think I'd wear a choker. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if I was a girl, I would def... Like, I utilize thrift stores... Like as my like almost sole like place to get new clothes. Dude, we gotta go thrifting. I haven't been thrifting. Dude, I love thrifting. So we should go. I think you've been to Garment District? No. Oh, alright, we're going to Garment District this weekend. But the guys section is always just so small. Like in any store really. Yeah. But especially thrift stores, like there's just racks on racks on racks in the women's section, then you go to the men's section, you got like four maybe. Like <laughs> three flannels. You're like, do I want blue, green, yeah. or red? <laughs> yeah. And like the girls or the women's section just always has like really fun, like old patterns and stuff, and I like that's the stuff that I like finding. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I think I would have a yeah. Like I'd be balling in a thrift store if I was a woman. Yeah. I think in the winter time I would really like I would go a lot more all in on like scarves and ponchos than mm-hmm. I do as a as a man. You could but pull up a scarf and a poncho now. Yeah, you know? I mean, I could. Def- I, I I do the scarf. Yeah. I don't have like a big poncho. I think you that, have big scarf energy for yeah, sure. Yeah, so. but yeah, that's one of the things that I don't know. Mm-hmm. Poncho. All right. Uh, ooh, I totally missed. Forgot about that. What is uh? <laughs> what's Pat's favorite food? have a favorite food um i have something in mind i don't know if i have a favorite food but i have something in mind and if you guess it uh, right i guess this is the man. death row meal i got i got like <laughs> two things on it it's a split decision for me uh can i say both of them or do i have to say one of them uh go for i mean i just said throw them out there yeah. we'll see what i'll happens. say like a an egg sandwich or pizza yeah, I was gonna say eggs. Yeah, eggs was the thing that was on my mind. Yeah, we've like just, so many we discussed them. it. A, yeah, a few times. So versatile. Yeah, you can kind of do anything with it. Yeah. Which is also my favorite food is eggs. So. So now you can't ask me because I know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and Pat, uh, is Cole a good dancer? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> I feel like you, you have good dancer energy. Yeah. Like, I feel like you would you'd exhibit confidence on the dance yeah. floor, which Co- is the a only. A couple of drinks and I have like the yeah. confidence to. There's yeah. the the main. 
I think as as a white person, like <laughs> you probably don't have a great sense of rhythm. Oh no. I <laughs> but don't. if you're confident, you can kind of just like roll with that, mm-hmm. oh, and yeah. that gets you. It doesn't get you all the way there, but it gets you like sixty yeah. percent. I look at and dancing as like as long as you're having fun. Like, that's all that matters. That's what it's all about. That's yeah. how I feel about my Twitter. My yeah. favorite tweets are the <laughs> yeah. ones that make me laugh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and just having the right amount of energy, people like mm-hmm. to see that. Mm-hmm. You're confident, you have the energy, like, you're getting yeah. the other people excited. Yeah, like, say you're standing on stage at the burn, and you're just like, <laughs> Tom, this is like... Say you're throwing happening. a pine glass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh man! All right. Well, we we wrap up every episode by asking our guests the same three questions. Okay. Um, we I should have prepped you before, um, but uh, I'm sure you'll be, you'll handle them all right. Um, the first one is uh, your Instagram crush, and and we go very very broad with uh, yeah. It could be like <clears throat> if you want to shoot your shot and be like, yo, this cute girl, but like, yeah. <laughs> Instagram yeah. crush can be interpreted generally as like. What's a thing you're into on the internet these days? Oh, okay. Uh, Instagram. An account you like, yeah. or like a meme that really... A meme. <laughs> gets you. I love memes, but... Man. This is like kind of our like house crush. Go for it. But you can steal it and then pack and use it. Yeah, mm-hmm. Lily Collins... Okay. She's the actress. Yep. yep. We just watched her in The Last Tycoon. And I usually don't follow many celebrities, but I was like, this is a must follow for me. And she posts a lot about her puppy and stuff. It's really <laughs> cute. So, yeah. I knew if you said Lily Collins, I was going to say Lady Gaga. So, oh, nice. Lady Gaga? Yep. That's fair. Yeah. She's great. Um, I guess if we're going, cel- I'll stick with a celebrity theme. Uh, okay, yeah. I hate to admit that I like invented this, but like Ansel Elgort is like. <laughs> okay. He's got that like, <laughs> like sensitive bro energy that it like hits me right in the <laughs> the weak spot. And I'm like, oh. like you're such a fuck boy, but like you seem like you'd like maybe be a night nice, a fuck boy that like I'd like to introduce to my mom. Yeah. <laughs> like it'll be fine. Uh, but also a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck boy with feelings. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I know those kind of guys. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely knows Wonderwall on guitar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Um, the next one, uh, speaking of, is uh, your uh, go-to karaoke song. Someone hands you the mic. It's your time to shine. All-Star Smash Mouth. <laughs> Didn't even get the words out. <laughs> yeah. That's a good answer. All-Star Smash Mouth. That's also my, like, gun to your head. You have to say every word right. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a and... universal our generation thing, though, is everyone yeah. in our generation knows every word to that song. Yeah. I just, I mean... I had uh, a CD player in my car and, like, no ability to get an aux or anything. Mm-hmm. And I had the Shrek, Shrek soundtrack. soundtrack. Yeah, and it was like, <laughs> that song just hit every single time. Fre- frequent co-host Ben Bosworth is going to enjoy hearing that oh, for yeah. sure. <laughs> um, I would say um, right now it's probably I Don't Want to Miss a Thing by Aerosmith. Ooh. Do you do There's this Steven pleaser. Tyler? The... <laughs> yeah, I could do that. <laughs> Just to hear you sleep. What is the words? Just to hear you breathing? Um, yeah, yeah. I close just, my eyes just to hear you breathing. Just to hear you breathing. <laughs> he always does that at the end of every line. And then it kind of ruins that song because then you can't. Oh, uh, yeah, now that I know about that, maybe it won't be. Yeah, the same way that if you ever listen to uh, Unfaithful by Rihanna and pay attention to every time she breathes in between oh, yeah. a line, mm. it like kind of ruins the song for you because every single line. Yeah, you should just like, that <laughs> inhale. Yeah. Um, I was speaking of hanging out last night, uh, but when we were in the bar last night, Son of a Preacher Man by Dusty Springfield came on, oh, and yeah. I love that song, and now the next time I sing karaoke, 100% gonna go for a little Son of a Preacher Man. That'd be a good one. Nice. Good crowd pleaser. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then last but not least, your death row meal. You're going to the chair, uh, this is your last day on this green earth, and, uh, you get anything you want to eat, what are you eating? Man, you know... Uh, probably just like a burger and fries, just like a good old classic American Can't meal. Go wrong. I'm going. Would you eat the gluten? No, yeah, I'm going with a regular bun. <laughs> like <laughs> really, living does not life. matter yeah. anymore. Uh, screw it. If I was in prison on death row, I'd probably be not gluten free anymore. But you know, 
But your last, well, you don't have to deal with any yeah. consequences. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely just like a burger. You're going like all the toppings, bacon, an over easy egg. Yeah, avocado. Uh, depends. Controversial. Depends. Mm. Yeah, California burger. I love a burger with avocado. Mm. Yeah, mm. I don't like the way it makes the bun slide off the top of my burger. Greek. You ever have that? Yeah. Yeah. It needs to be a soft avocado. That's the yeah. That's guac on a burger. I love guac on a burger. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. rarer than avocado, but it's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pat, uh, I think um, Detroit style deep dish cheese pizza. Nice. Like a whole pan of it in a big in a big rectangle. And I'd eat as much of it as I could, I guess. Mm-hmm. This is a. Uh, very specific to when I got home last night, but uh, <laughs> Melty Talenti. Do you guys are you are you Talenti fans? Not particularly. Oh, the ice cream. Yeah. Yeah, or gelato. Yeah, it's yeah, like it's a, it's, a, it's a gelato, but it's it's fucking delicious. Vanilla it's so bean. Good. Is the melty, vanilla bean is so good. So is Melty the flavor. No, no, no. no. Or, so okay. so whenever I eat Talenti. Oh, you had it in the shower. I did have it in the shower. <laughs> I sent a Snapchat of that to Kyle last night. I, I, I might have sent that to you as well. Yeah. Um, but coming back together now. All things like, whenever I have Talenti, you always have to like. I always like take it out of the like the freezer mm-hmm. like five minutes before I want to eat it mm-hmm. because it's like it melts so well. Like it just like it doesn't it doesn't get super runny, yeah. but it just like the it just gets just melty enough that you get that good like melty ice cream vibe the whole way through. It's yeah. so good. Melty ice cream is way better than just like frozen ice cream. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But the problem is that like you can't it can't fully melt because oh, like yeah. ice cream soup is gross. <laughs> but like if it's melting yeah. as you go, that's it's where perfect. that's yeah. mm-hmm. when it really hits right. Yeah, there's definitely a sweet spot in the texture. Oh yeah. All right, boys. Well, uh, thanks for coming on and running your mouths with us. Uh, thanks for having us into the home. Yeah, of course. Uh, Thank well you. timed because I really have to pee. So uh, <laughs> until next time, this has been Run Your Mouth. Yeah. Don't wanna close my eyes.